What's up everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sammy's Place, I am Sam A. Today we're gonna get into two albums by two lovely ladies, one being Toya and the other Olivia. Um, both ladies dropped an album 20 years ago, so they're both celebrating 20 years of these very well done albums. We'll start with Toya because there's really not much to say about Toya. A lot of you might remember her first single, I Do. everywhere like literally everywhere it was a really big hit in 2001 the single i do it was released may 15 2001 i didn't really see the video until later on the whole high school thing with the dance break paying homage to michael jackson hence the leather jacket may not be red but it's pink same shit she delivered a great album for her first try so uh she was signed with arista la reed at the time the album didn't really do well from my understanding, it peaked at uh, 109 on the Billboard 200, which isn't really that good. It, it was released August 7, 2001. The second single, No Matter What, was released February 26, 2002. That is a long time between singles. I know I Do did really well. It was like a smash all over. You could hear it everywhere you go. But I don't know how that works because that, that still is a huge window in between singles. And from what I just learned recently was that her manager, I'll uh, include the clip, um, but, she, but she basically said LA Reed was trying to have her over at his hotel room. She didn't go and the next day there was a meeting and he basically canceled all plans for Toya's album, which is shit because the album was good. Um, you know, there's even like, it's not even in the movie. I signed this artist Toya from St. Louis. She had this record called I Do. It was the number one Sherbin record in the country. Sherbin, okay? I heard that, that language right? a long time. Crossover <laughs> Urban. We made an album that was dope. LA loved it. And he kept saying, come to my hotel after you finish in the studio and listen to the album. And I was already knowing what that was. So I would just always like pretend I didn't get his message or be like, yeah, uh, I mean, hit you back. And they're just like, wouldn't. And there was like a meeting one day at Arista where all the promotion people were psyched to talk about Toya because I do was testing so well nationally and how we were going to break her. And then Ellie Reed literally looks down the table at me. He's like, everybody take out your pens, draw lines through Toya. I listened to her album last night in my hotel room and he like looked at me and I hated it. We're not gonna chase that record anymore. And the promotion people were like, wait, but what, huh? Like it's blowing up. Like we're not chasing it. And that was it. Like I had a point. He killed her career. She's a stay at home mom now, okay? He, he killed the record I'd worked on for a year and a half. We had a couple Dallas Austin joints. We had a TI record, okay? Killed it. That's not even, that's not even in the movie because nobody heard of Toya, really. Uh, there could have been a lot of singles on there. Uh, it featured artists Penelope, Loon, T.I., and Murphy Lee. It was more pop than R&B and hip-hop. Had it been pushed more and the proper promotion, had L.A. Reid not cancel all promotion plans for the album, uh, I think we would have heard a lot more from Toya. 
Um, but from my understanding, she didn't even want to continue making music after that until maybe like, what, 10 years later? We, she didn't, still. Uh, we didn't get anything. But you could find Toya on quite a bit. She was on Nelly's track, Stick Out Your Wrist. Uh, she was on Murphy Lee's Same Old Dirty. Uh, you could catch her on the remix to Hey Ma from Cameron. She also had a, a remix to her second single, No Matter What, um, featuring Loon and 50 Cent, the, the track master's remix. In my opinion, she was she could have been big. Uh, it, had she been the first lady of the Saint Lunatics, you know, she rolled with Nelly like that. I think it would have been really good for her. Uh, after the whole situation with Ellie Reed and her manager happened, uh, everything was just canceled. Uh, she was released from her contract, and, and and that was that. The album had a lot of potential. There were so many tracks that could have been singles, like "What's a Girl to Do," "How Can I Be Down," "The Truth," "Think." There was lots. The album definitely had potential to be something great. And unfortunately, uh, again, labels, you know, they like to do that bullshit. Uh, and it's it's sad because this didn't even, it wasn't even the artist in this case. It was literally between other people and, and the head at Arista. So no matter what, as a second single was dope, I, I enjoyed the song. There's a remix out there, some house remix, techno remixes and shit like that. I, I personally love it. Um, and Toya's first album was so good that even All Music basically said that it was one of the best albums of 2001. And there was a lot of fucking good albums that came out 20 years ago. So uh, that says a lot. So the fact that fucking L.A. Reid, again, this piece of shit, I like him. I love the guy for what he's given us. But the way he takes away things so easily i fucking can't stand it the guy's a bastard <laughs> he does this all the fucking time and i can't stand it it's it's unfortunate because uh because she had a great voice she was able to sing like sing sing and she was that she could have been that girl on the hooks uh for the time being anyways during that time uh, i could see her on everything almost with all the rappers so it sucks but i think I, I doubt we'll ever hear anything from toya it's been 20 years since this album. It is what it is. Now for Olivia, her debut album. Uh, it was released May 15, 2001. It was off J Records, so Clive uh, was definitely, I think she was the first artist on J Records, if I'm not mistaken. So she was known as the first lady back then, even then, before G-Unit. Her first single, Bizounce. <laughs> Uh, it did pretty well from what I remember. I know that's a lot of people know her for that single. She really showed what she was capable of as an artist. Uh, she co-wrote, I believe, six songs out of the 12 tracks on her album. Lots of solid tracks. This one was more R&B and hip hop. She uh, not only sang, but she rapped. Lots of great quality R&B music on this. The second single, Are You Capable, was a dope track. Nice video too, but uh, didn't really do much. Hey, you 
rest of the album, even though there wasn't another single afterwards, it really delivered. My personal favorites was uh, It's On Again and, and Silly Bitch in Love. And, uh, and I think, what's it called? Till He Comes Home. Uh, there really isn't a bad song on that album. I don't know why they didn't push for more singles. There's actually no like dates, release dates or whatever from the singles from what I can see. So I don't know how spread apart they were. Uh, back then, singles weren't as rushed as they are now. Like You need to shit out a single every, like, what, month uh, to keep people's attention. Uh, back then, it was, what, every three to four, even six months, depending on how well your single does, right? The album entirely, as a whole, was uh, was great as a debut. Both albums, for Toya and Olivia, was, was great. Uh, there was a couple of years that went by, and I remember thinking, like, where's Toya, where's Olivia? And then got word that Olivia joined G-Unit. It was around this time, too, that there was rumors that Toya was uh, now rolling with St. Lunatics and shit like that. So that's where I got the idea of that, because I was like, that's a great move. That would really work for her. Unfortunately, it wasn't true. Not that I know of, anyways. Um, but it was, like I think, 2004, 2005. Uh, the first song that I heard from Olivia when she was with G-Unit was Cloud9. And I, th I, I personally think her music got better when she was with G-Unit. Behind Closed Doors, unfortunately, never came out. But lots of tracks were leaked. They were all on mixtapes and shit like that. And the project sounded like it was going to be... It was going to give something different of Olivia. And uh, she never released an album off of G-Unit. And that, that had to do with all, like, you know, 50 Cent and shit like that. They tried. I think they just really chose fucking shit singles. Um, 50 Cent didn't know what to do with Olivia. Which sucks because, like, when it's real and all that shit, it was really good. Uh, I read her book she had a she wrote a book a couple of years ago it's interesting it was a very interesting read you got these little juicy details how she started and stuff like that and uh all the things that went on behind scenes with j records and um then moving with g unit and then afterwards uh love on hip-hop and all that shit um if you do like reading these types of things i do suggest that book it's an it's it's an interesting read uh, i think you would enjoy it oh, she said in her book that clive called her his little whitney I don't know how true that is. <laughs> like, Olivia's a great singer, but a Whitney, I don't know. Um, but she also said that when it came to after the release of her album, uh, that there was, like, oops, that there was, like, word going around the label that she wasn't happy. And then not long after that, she was released from her contract. And she never got to actually speak to Clive about it. Um, and still to this day, she doesn't know why that she was dropped from J Records. Uh, I will never know. Um, there's really not much to say about these albums, unfortunately, because there wasn't much given with these albums. Labels. This is an example of when labels have something hot and they don't really put in the effort when it could have been really great. It is great. They, they did. The albums are great. It's just uh, it didn't get pushed the way that it should have. I would like to know what you think of these albums, tracks you favor. Um, because these albums I still listen to. I still listen to Toya. I still listen to Olivia. Lots of tracks off of these albums that uh, are that could have been really good singles, especially for R&B, you know, for Olivia and then for Toya, the pop stuff. It was she could have been a great hook singer as a featured artist. The industry, it's a very dirty fucking place. You get kind of thrown in there and you get thrown out just as quick. And a lot of the times it causes these artists to get discouraged and they kind of just give up and go in a different direction in life, which is okay.
you know. But for us fans that crave more, that wanted more, it kind of sucked for us. But at least we have the music. At least we have these quality albums. It was a great first release from these ladies. And they're there. Uh, still to this day, I do. is a fucking... It still goes hard. Uh, no matter what as well. I personally prefer the house remix to it. There's like this techno remix out there. I can't remember. Mike. Mike something. It's on YouTube somewhere. It's just shitty. It could have been a lot better for these for these ladies. And Olivia. Olivia, you know, she still is going with music from what I, I, I think. I don't know. I just know she put out a, a few things afterwards. She, she still delivered musically, so I, we won't ever get another album from these ladies. Uh, but it's nice to just enjoy what we have for what it is. Today's gonna be short because, yeah, there's nothing really much else to go off of that. I just wanted to give the respect to these albums and to these ladies that, uh, for the moment, it's 20 years, 20 <laughs> long years since these albums were released. So let me know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe. You know the deal. Thanks again, everybody. Enjoy your week.